Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Welcome to Literary Quest. This week, we are talking about Book of Night by Holly Black. I will be uh, doing our characters and location and Marissa will pick up with our plot. So our main character is Charlie Hall. She's had a hard life growing up. Her mother went through a string of bad significant others, one who was abusive, and in order to convince her mother to get rid of the abusive partner, she pretended to be possessed by a spirit. She discovered that she enjoyed pretending and ended up getting swept into a world of thievery and conning people when she was 12. She became very good at it and is actually known as the charlatan to quite a few people. She recently tried to go straight with her life. She has a boyfriend, Vince, who is level-headed and kind, but something seems a bit off. He is missing his shadow. She has a sister, Posey, who is obsessed with getting her shadow to quicken. Charlie hates Lionel Salt, a greedy capitalist who blackmails her into finding the Book of Blight. He has killed a bunch of people, including his grandson, Edmund. She also has a cat named Lucifer. For our location, so this is set in modern-day Massachusetts, but with shadow magic? So some people have magic shadows, which they can control and manipulate and make adjustments to. It doesn't seem that people know why shadows quicken, but some think it is a trauma response. They can go to Glomis to get their shadows altered. Many people push the worst of themselves into their shadows, for example, anger or hate. This, of course, uh, causes a hierarchy of those who have magic shadows and those without. A shadow can also turn into a blight, which is something that needs to be hunted. So... Those are our characters and plot <laughs> or location. Characters and location. Yep. Alrighty. So Charlie Hall is a beacon for trouble. Though she is a talented thief and con artist, she is trying really hard to stay out of trouble. Uh, but that doesn't stop opportunity from finding her at the bar rapture that she works at. One night, a man enters the bar wanting to sell a page from a renowned book, The Lieber Noctum a coveted magic book about lights that he acquired. Not everyone knows that the Libra Noctum was stolen from Lionel Salt, a local billionaire and Charlie's worst enemy. And he is desperate to get it back. Charlie has no interest in getting involved with this guy. However, while walking home after work that night, she sees the man from the bar has been brutally murdered in an alley on her way home and then she gets home and she's shaken but her sister's there and her boyfriend Vince who cleans up crime scenes for a living and has no discernible history and she acknowledges like it's not the best life but it's okay she just kind of keep going on however the thought of the Libra Noctum niggles in the back of her mind and so it pushes her to investigate the man from the bar who was murdered which results in a suspicious glow mist named Hermes who works for Lionel Salt coming to the bar to question Charlie. He tries to kill her, uh, but Charlie's boyfriend Vince ends up killing the man. And Charlie begins to realize that there is actually way more to Vince than she realized. And this sets off a cascade of events that lead Charlie back into the world of thievery and magic as she commits to the search for the Libra Noctum and to ever undercover and uncovering the mystery that is Vince. So spoilers abound. I felt um, wary of reading this book because I very much did not enjoy the cruel prince and have tried to read it three times now and have been unsuccessful in finishing it three times now. I was concerned, but those concerns ended up not being founded or founded. I don't know. It was okay. Uh, because this book, I actually really enjoyed a lot. Mm -hmm. Same thing. So I actually read the whole Cruel Prince series 
and wasn't the biggest fan of it just because it was like a bully kind of high school romance and the bully never groveled really so i get why people like it because some people like that you know thing i was not the biggest fan of it but this book was it was great i really liked it by the end the um my only thing with it kind of is that like the world building is a little just lackluster i guess because i really like the idea of shadow magic like this it's really cool but there wasn't a ton that went into exploring really the relationships between the shadow and the person and there wasn't a ton that really went into why all of a sudden this was happening it was just kind of vague some of it was kind of vague so that was a little disappointing but it's also on the shorter end for a book for this it's like like 300 pages long yeah so that's why but i would have liked a little bit of a longer book with more detailed world building so that i could feel more connected to the story and the characters yeah yeah i needed a little more detail to fully buy into this magic system like i i was very surprised by the like the path that this book took and i really enjoyed it um but it was really short and i do think that it was a lot to pack in to a short book and so i i agree it does kind of feel like some of the world building or just like the explanation of the magic system kind of got shortened a little bit which i i do think is a little bit disappointing because that's part of why i love fantasy books so much like it's not like our world i want to understand how the magic works and i noticed you put later in our notes that this is going to be another there is supposed to be another book that comes after this which i didn't realize i thought this was like a standalone so maybe that will get explored some more yeah in the follow-up mm-hmm. um there there were a few things like that though that i felt like didn't really get fleshed out and i wanted more detail which i guess does kind of make me feel better knowing that there is going to be another book that maybe some of those answers like questions will actually get answered but thinking that this was a standalone i was like um what about this and what about that um also i feel like I forgot like for most of the book that it was set in Massachusetts. Yeah. I didn't realize we were in Massachusetts until you put that in our notes. Why did I feel like we were in England? Like I, or California, I kept flashing between like, okay, I'm in California or I'm in England right now. I just kept like, then she kept talking about it being Massachusetts. I just didn't get like a mass vibe. So. Yeah. No. I, I completely, I think blocked out Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah yeah because you put that in your note and I was like oh it was Massachusetts okay yeah I I don't know my brain didn't want it to be in Massachusetts maybe Mm -hmm. sorry people of Massachusetts I don't know um with the shadow magic I in terms of like the buy-in that I felt for this type of like I think the idea of it is interesting but without having more explanation for it I struggled to understand like why why people would want this like so the idea is that your shadow becomes quickened basically and you become a glow mist um, which means that you have magic you have a magic shadow which I guess is cool I mean at the same time I'd be like um what the hell is happening with my shadow and because we don't she kind of briefly in the first I think it's like with in the first five or six chap pages explains like the different types of magic that people will do with their shadows. So there's like masks who uh, explore the questions to the universe, I guess, and carapaces, which I don't remember what they do. And then there's some other something that they change the way people's shadows look, which I mean, like is cool, I guess. But I've never looked at my shadow and thought like, boy, I wish you could be something else. I just don't like what, uh, what is the draw? 
unless you want to use it for nefarious purposes, which some people 100% do. Like if you're a bad guy and you want to do bad guy things with it, like, yeah, this is super appealing. Way easier to break into a house when you don't have to physically be present to do it. That's awesome. Being able to force your feelings down someone else's throat to make them terrified. I mean, if I was trying to shake someone down, yeah, I would be up for that. Um, or like flying, I guess is cool. I don't think it would help me in my day-to-day life beyond just being like a cool trick or something, or like maybe if a balloon got away from you. <laughs> and then like, she mentions doing something with bliss. And I guess that's where you can make people feel like really, really great, which is nice. I mean, if you could do that. She talks about carving away the parts of yourself that you don't like, which I mean, I guess if you could feed your anger and stuff into another being would be nice, but some of those feelings are important for like your conscience and stuff like that. So I don't know that being able to feed all of your uh, air quotes, negative emotions into another creature, is really going to serve you well. Mm-hmm. But I find interesting. Well, there's a lot of things because I liked this idea of having like a magic shadow. Yeah, that's I think it's a cool idea, but it's so negative in this book. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, what are the the positives to this beyond being able to steal things and kill people? Yeah. What are the good parts? Well, I mean, the other thing is, is that so, you know, there's at one point closer to the end charlie says something about like oh being a monster with their shadow and i'm like why aren't you friends with it that's what i would do i mean that's kind of what happened with um remy right and edmund i was i feel like that would be like a much better path to go down you know i mean to be fair like that his shadow did some really terrible things but (laughs) he didn't have a choice yeah, he didn't have a choice. Not like he wanted to kill people. So I would totally do like a be friends with my shadow thing because it's also clear that they can develop. Well, I guess the average person doesn't know this. Thoughts outside of themselves. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I don't I yeah. don't know. And I'd feel bad just feeding something all of my anger and all of my negative qualities too yeah just make this the worst like worst of me the worst version of me I think uh so for clarification's sake Vince Edmund and Remy are all the same people yes and so is like red and red is his shadow who is actually Vince right because Vince is actually a blight yes yeah I know I was like yeah so Edmund, Remy are the same person. Then they created Red and slash Vince. Yes. As a blight. I mean, that's fine. It's 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 a lot of names for it is a lot of names. What is technically a single being. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um I think also having a shadow kind of puts you in a higher standing in society. Or yeah. magic shadow you know quickened shadow mm-hmm. you know it would be interesting it would be an interesting like this would have to be a whole separate book or something but if the government also got involved with, like the government was setting it up somehow because they don't know why do they know what they i don't think they ever said like this whole shadow thing just started happening right well no well, apparently it happened for like ever just no one ever talked about it oh okay that's right oh yeah because yeah. the book goes back so, yeah okay yeah right so that would be an interesting thing if it became like a government like you know some sort of government conspiracy thing or something yeah like that. um you know but uh yeah like also cause... i need to know like what happens to people with no shadows because there's like no information about like what happens if you don't have one and people are buying them some someone is talking about selling one for five thousand dollars like, do you need a shadow? Yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, because so, they mentioned stealing shadows. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they stole the shadows. So now they're less of a person, I guess, or something. But it doesn't, like, like this why? Shadow, the soul, it's just a shadow. Yeah. I, yeah, there was a lot with this that I, I would, needed. Was, yeah. Yeah. More detail. 
Yeah. Like science. <laughs> yeah. Like they even bring science in. Like that's, but see, I love science so much. Mm. Science says we have a question. Let's do experiments and find answers maybe, or like, see if we can draw some reasonable conclusions about this. And so they even pull science in. There's a scientist, like a grad student or something that Posey connects with on the internet and lies to, but he's studying like shadows and the quickening of shadows and things like that. I love it when we pull science in. Why is no one studying? Like what happens? Is there not like a longitudinal study that we can do where we look at like, why what happens to people who don't have shadows? Do they die earlier? I mean, yeah. obviously you don't know what's going to happen to them after they're dead, but like they more susceptible to illness. Like, yeah. Cause they made it seem like such a terrible thing to not have your shadow, but is it? I just because want by the end of the book, it seems like a pretty legit thing because you can't be possessed mm -hmm. by these other magic shadow people. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a shadow. I had so many questions. Yeah. I did too. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, that's good. Like, make me ask questions when I read your book. I love it. I'm afraid that all of the things that we just said are going to come off in a negative thing. It's not. Like, I wanted, I just am very curious. You created this world and now I want to know, like, more about it. Please. Please share the answers. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed it. It read like, and I think. Uh, maybe this is something that I liked about it that I didn't appreciate about like the cruel prince because it did read like a bully romance. This book reads like a mystery mm -hmm. with like a slightly romantic subplot, but I mean, it really reads more like a mystery murder mystery, really, which I like because I used to read murder mysteries all the time. Mm -hmm. And I got out of the habit of that in favor of smut and so getting back into a story like this was like trying to get into pants that are a little bit too tight that need to stretch out a little bit. But once I settled in, like, I really loved it. And I like the way that the author wove in like puzzles because I love puzzles. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciated the way that Charlie's character approached her situations with like running cons and stealing and investigating people's behaviors like they were puzzles like this is psychology in action I feel like yeah I definitely liked the way her mind worked because mm -hmm. there were just like her epiphanies would just she just puts everything all together I don't remember what chapter it was but she just it just in her head she's just kind of like musing through things almost mm -hmm. and then she just gets it all like all at once yeah I was like, all right, go Charlie. Go Charlie. Mm -hmm. What did you think about her character? So overall, I liked her. Definitely at the beginning, it was one of those like, okay, we get it. You didn't have the easiest life. Like you're kind of edgy. You're diff not not that you didn't have the the whole like edginess to her. Like yeah. I was a thief. I'm not. I'm like not like other, other girls. girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, enough of this um yeah luckily that did that kind of didn't continue all the way through the book you know like we, we got it um but yeah just at the beginning I was like okay that's I get it you were a thief cool yeah um but yeah oh so the formatting of this book so we've talked oh well what did you think of Charlie I'm sorry no, you're fine. I liked, I did not like her at first. She got on my nerves. Mm -hmm. She does this whole, like, how can I, it's like living the bare minimum life. Like, I'm not going to ask questions about, I'm just going to scrape by and just kind of be okay. And like, I kind of get that because I, as a person just kind of put my expectations for other people and life on the floor for a while. And so it's hard uh, for me to read characters like, like that right now. And it's like, you should be asking the questions and doing the things and not living like the bare minimum life. And like, yes, she has basically, I was thinking like, you need to see a therapist. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I, I liked her character more as the story went on. The, so her sister uh, sucks. Can't stand yeah. her. And, but she's so determined on like getting her to college. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's like, I don't, the college is going to be like 40 grand a year she's talking about going to umass which i'm pretty sure is like a really good college 
right? Isn't the University yeah. of Wisconsin just like a good college? That's an expensive college. I have no idea. For undergrad in state, it's around fourteen to sixteen thousand dollars. I'm guessing a semester, maybe that's for twenty twenty one to twenty two. Um, undergrad regional and undergrad out of state are really expensive. So yes, she was very committed to getting Posey to college. Um, Posey didn't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know if she was like living the dream through her sister or something like projecting some things onto her maybe, but Posey was like content to do tarot on zoom, which mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I felt very frustrated by Posey's character because I think how old is Charlie? Like 25, 27 or something. I think she's 28 and her sister's like 25 though. 25. Yeah. She's an adult. Posey, get a job. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you contributing to expenses and things like that? And if you don't want to go to college, just say you don't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, why is your sister paying your student loan debt? Yeah. And on top of that, she's taking on these. So she took on that whole thing with Dorian and or oh, Doreen, Doreen. Sorry, Doreen and Adam in order to try to get like, you know, an extension on yeah. payment, um, paying this school. And it's like, why? I don't think I would ever let my sister do that. No. I, I was if I wanted to go to college. I just mm-hmm. like be responsible. I did not like Posey at all. And I liked her maybe like a single percent better by the end of the book. But I feel like her character, I could, uh, I don't know. I was texting one of my friends about it. And I was like, this is why I'm glad I don't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what sisters in real life are probably not. And any sibling could be this terrible in real life. Um, I don't know. It just seems like when there are sisters in books, it tends to not work out super well for one of them. I didn't have really any like strong angry feelings towards her other than being like she like she just seems like a bum. Yeah. (laughs) And I think when I like just was introduced to her that first time I was like meh she's I'm done with her. (laughs) She I just didn't I didn't like her because like her whole personality was like wanting to have a magic shadow. Yes what she's looking at like weird thing like maybe i'll do ayahuasca it's like oh it's just trauma that quickens your shadow how do i get that like grow a personality Mm -hmm. maybe that's what you need instead of a magic shadow why is this your thing yeah yeah and what was it she was like i mean because this trauma response thing behind a having a shadow too is weird but one of the things she was reading about was like almost killing yourself Mm -hmm. right like strangling yourself yeah she stayed in a bathtub for a super long time to try to oh yeah that's right yeah Yeah, like find a new dream yeah that one just seems really tiresome and painful which is why by the end of the book i was like (sighs) Of course, when Charlie's wants. yeah, she gets what she wants. Charlie's shadow quickens along the way. I, I get, I just, I really struggled with their relationship because at one point Charlie was like, "You really hate me for having a quickened shadow," and Posey was like, "I don't right now, but if you fuck this up, I will." It's like, Ugh. and at the end, she ends up with the quickened shadow. She ends up with Charlie's shadow. And she's like, finally happy. I'm going to learn how to do so many cool things with this shadow. Like, are you? Is this going to change your life? I get so frustrated that she... So, kind of that Charlie didn't embrace having shadow more. Okay, she's fine. She didn't want it. But also with Posey, like, getting it? Like, what's she going to do? I I was just frustrated with that whole scenario at the end there. Yeah. Like, especially why did she do that before she went and confronted all of them? Wouldn't that have been helpful? I don't know. Well, she did it at the very end. She cut off her shadow because if you don't have a shadow, you can't be possessed. Oh, and she knew she was going to, he was going to try to possess her. That's right. Yeah. 
So that was really, I mean, it, it again just goes to po- or to Charlie being really smart. And I think that's probably what some of Posey's issues come down to. She is jealous mm-hmm. of Posey's, no, uh, Charlie's like, I don't know, natural ability to manipulate people and steal. I struggled so much with <laughs> um, Charlie's family. I didn't like her mother either. And I didn't, like, I did, I really struggled with reading the chapters and her flashbacks. And we can talk about her flashbacks in a second because this is where we were, you, I think we're going anyway. But um, there are flash, like, we flash back and forth between present and past. Uh, for part of the book, it's in Charlie's past. And for part of the book, it's in Vince's past. And I really struggled with reading about Charlie's past because her relationship with her mother is appalling the way that. I mean, we have some attachment issues, first of all, but Charlie, as a 12-year-old child, feeling like she couldn't just be honest with her mother about their her ab- abusive boyfriend or husband, I think his name was Travis, mm-hmm. um, because her mother wouldn't believe her having to fake being possessed by someone named Alonzo to get her mother to leave her abusive partner. Mm-hmm is so troubling, but then the 12 year old child taking on the responsibilities for her mother, who is an adult and not feeling like she could ever be honest about the true origins of Alonso because it would take the magic away from her. So trying to protect her mother's feelings as a 12 year old, Mm -hmm. that is problematic. And then, so in these flashbacks, we see Charlie being, um, trained, we'll call it that by her mother's friend Rand who is a con artist Mm -hmm. to learn to steal from people and con people okay this woman lets her 12 year old daughter go off with an adult man who's her friend but still quote friend right Mm-hmm. Her adult man for hours at a time. And at night sometimes too. Like Yes. Yeah. At night. So, like a lot. Like it's a regular thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And is cool with it. And then Rand gets murdered. Charlie is picked up in the forest covered in cuts having been drugged. And so they have this conversation later on in the book with her mother, where her mom confronts her and says, like, like they, and Posey mentions this, like they thought that, or the implication was that Charlie had been sexually abused by Rand. Mm -hmm. Like they, they thought this, Posey thought this, her mom thought this and never did anything about it. Yep. But her mother has the gall later on in the book to come at Charlie and be like, look, if you never process your trauma, you're never going to move on. Yeah, I highlighted that section, too. Are you shitting me right uh, now? I know. Like, yeah. I was just and am still Mm -hmm. blown away by the audacity. Yes. Not the best mom, for no. sure. I don't uh, understand her mom, like, at all. Even, like, why she is the way that she is, Yeah, you know? Because it wasn't, like, a lot of times, you know, be like, oh, my mom was on drugs or something like that. But she's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, it's the bummer. Just a bad parent. Well, and then she also talks about her relationship with her dad and how they couldn't be like upset Mm -hmm. or talk about the abuse that they were experiencing because of Travis or things like that or their dad would get sad and mopey and again it's children having to um, box their feelings up to protect their parents yeah all right so we went back and forth in the past right yeah not my favorite thing (laughs) I felt like the problem with this, I think it would have been fine because like the past was really interesting, right? Like you said, it gives all of this context and this background. I felt like the problem was where she would place it in the story, right? Yeah. Like, because 
she would end a chapter and it would kind of be on a cliffhanger, right? Like I'm pretty sure the chapter where Vince, you know, snaps the guy's neck and kills him goes the next chapter right after that is the past i think i think but it was something like that right so they kind of leave or she kind of leaves these chapters on like a cliffhanger sort of and it makes it harder to focus on the next chapter which is in the past whereas i feel like in the uh, like um oh my gosh um what's it called addy larue Mm -hmm. right it wasn't like that it was like it was a better like kind of went together better you know like it was more of a seamless sort of thing yeah especially because I mean and I guess it I didn't quite notice it but I know in Addie LaRue for sure it always related back to what they were doing either before or the chapter after right there was always like a correlation whereas I didn't quite feel like it with this yes yeah I see what you're saying and I agree Mm -hmm. there was a connection yeah yeah Um, as a plot device, I don't mind the time jumps from past to present. And I do feel like particularly for Charlie's chapters, it was helpful in, um, establishing like foundation, how she got to become the charlatan, right. Mm -hmm. Our famous thief. And it set up her history with Lionel Salt and why he is her nemesis and, her first interaction with Red and Remy. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like especially Charlie's chapters were effective in terms of creating that type of foundation. I do agree. I don't feel like it, like the way that we've seen it even in, so this happened in um, the book of Azrael as well, where we had the time jumps, right? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like from that perspective, like the time jumps related to what was happening in the story. And I agree. I don't feel like it was as seamlessly done in this one. I don't have a problem with the back and forth theme. I think that it's a great way to create history um, Mm -hmm. without it reading like you're reading a history book. But even with like Vince's chapters, I don't feel like they enhance or like added as much to his history as Charlie's chapters did and how they relate to the story of the character. Yeah, they definitely didn't. I mean, we only got like, we didn't get very many chapters from his point of view. No, I think there were maybe three or four. Yeah. So we didn't get a lot at all. And when they did do it, it didn't focus on what I would have liked it to focus on you know like giving us more of that like you said history and backstory and stuff like that so there's one of them was when vince meets charlie right Mm -hmm. which was was kind of sweet i liked that one that was sweet i liked yeah i liked that one but i the other ones honestly i don't even really remember them so one of them was uh vince i think he was 14 and he was like in an alley yes. and he sent his shadow to mm-hmm. uh he sent red to kill someone and that we get this like little interaction between red and remy where mm-hmm. red is like just give me all the things that you don't want to feel and i'll do it and we start getting a little bit of the conversation about uh red and remy se- separating themselves from each other right yes. cutting them se- like that's part of what makes red special is he and Remy had um, worked on, I guess, or practice like cutting his shadow off, which is a big deal. And you don't have a shadow so they had worked on cutting the shadow off and it being special that red always came back to Remy. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the chapters. Another of the chapters was they were at like a party, I think. And yes. And they kind of like he and um, Adriana, Adeline Adeline I don't know I thought there was a book I was reading with okay um so Adeline because they go off that's right I remember that chapter they go off and then she's like oh send your shadow to do whatever and he didn't really want to yeah but she peer pressured him and that was a weird I don't understand that like I wish that was another thing that I wish had been cleared up a little bit because it's insinuated that Edmund and Adeline were in a relationship even though they were blood related yeah like she was her aunt yeah she was his aunt 
but they were close in age and i just like wish that had been cleared up yes like that was mm, because there is so when we when that event happens where charlie gets drugged and everything and she has to run right she's got what i assume is red slash vince right behind her saying don't look back you know don't look at me just keep going yeah and right before that she had overheard the conversation where adeline was like oh well we play games that like you can't be part of or yes something like that and i was like uh oh is it still incest if it's a shadow right i mean it doesn't have blood but i i don't know <laughs> i want to know like so i don't even know too if like it was a shadow it was and i don't know who like oh uh, yeah that kind of and then he has a picture of i must adeline's yeah. wallet together but i was thinking because he didn't seem to really like adeline <laughs> um by the end of everything Maybe he had that picture to remember, like, Remy. You yeah. know? I don't know. I could not, like, if I found a picture of another woman in my, you know, significant other's wallet, I would ask. She doesn't ask. No. I have some feelings about that. Like, she didn't ask questions. Mm-hmm. intentionally she makes a comment to Odette her boss about how like what happens in a person's past doesn't matter which is mm, a terribly naive view view right mm-hmm. of course it matters um but at the same time it's like I don't I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where it's like you know if you dig deeper you're going to get answers that you don't like so you avoid asking the questions living Mm -hmm. in denial right Mm -hmm. and so charlie was like really smart and really good at rooting out answers but she didn't ask the questions because she didn't want to know right until she did until she couldn't ignore it anymore like vince even killed someone in front of her face and she was like i'm not gonna ask the questions it's yeah yeah Okay. And so like, she didn't ask the questions because she didn't really want to know. She was just trying to hold together, like the idea of having a normal life with a normal, not terrible boyfriend who, and where she doesn't steal or con or things like that. Their relationship made me sad because they had no communication and I couldn't even tell if they really liked each other at the beginning yeah you know? because they didn't really so they i mean just because of their communication and everything they didn't seem to have an emotional connection i guess yeah really um because they didn't really know each other either one of them yeah so i didn't really feel but i did when they get in their first fight mm-hmm. right he says something to her about he was watching her sleep and i was like oh he does like her yeah and then when he meets her for the like in one of his um points of view chapters where he meets her for the first time yeah and it turns out that's not even the first time he met her he met her when he was when she was 15 and he was trying to get her to run out yeah and i thought that was kind of sweet because he was like i want to be more human for you or something for for her it was hard to like perceive their connection until he does make that comment about how he felt something while he was watching her sleep. And then they have sex on the porch. This is after she is almost killed by Hermes and he kills Hermes on her behalf, I guess, or to keep their secrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to like perceive that. I don't know. I think some of that also is like a protector spot on Charlie's behalf though, because like Vince is really handsome he's a good looking guy and charlie is like everyone that she's dated up until this point has been trash and so part of me thinks that it's just like her i don't know when you date a decent person for the first time ever like you just like you don't i don't know if it's like feelings of unworthiness or waiting for the other shoe to drop and well and what doesn't help is that several people make comments to her like I always knew he was going to like, or that you were, 
he was too good for you basically is the implication or guys that look like that don't cheat on people or like things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help that literally everything that she's hearing and Posey doesn't help either. Cause she's like, there's something weird about Vince. Um, Vince is, he's, uh, I hate saying this is a nice guy, but like, you know, he has, he makes them breakfast and everything. He like kills somebody for her, all of that. But one of the other things that he does that's nice is so he pays half the rent, right? Even though he really should be paying a third or whatever. And they mentioned several times that like, oh, without that, he like they wouldn't be able to live there, be harder or something like that. And that's never he leaves and that's never like thought of. And there was something about that where I was like, why wouldn't that be one of like one of your things that you think about? Yeah. I mean, to be fair. It's only been like three or four days. <laughs> that's true. This book does take it's place a over very a very truncated timeline. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. I was also confused when things like so for a while. Then, like, I figured she obviously she stood him up. I remember she was supposed to meet Adam at like one in the morning and she doesn't go, but she yeah. doesn't ever say that she doesn't go, you know? Like it just, they just kind of like skip over that. And well, obviously she didn't go, but then Adam brings it up to her when he sees her. He's like, you stood me up. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's right. That was supposed to have happened. That was the night that Hermes attacked her, right? That she didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's like the police and things like that. And then she gets the messages where Adam is pissed and then he's blocked her number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah um i really liked vince i felt bad for him his life was really awful he just wanted like stability and to be liked for himself and not because he could shear his shadow off and kill people with it and he makes a comment about how with it's when he and charlie fight and he leaves he makes a comment about how he like doesn't regret being honest he didn't share any of that stuff he just wanted to like and he felt bad that he couldn't share more of himself. He just, he wanted his life with Charlie to be real and the truth. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was something along the lines of, I wanted what I told you to be the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was really I, sweet. Yeah. I felt, yeah, I felt really bad for him too. And I, I was like, oh, she's overreacting. <laughs> right. And then I was like, she's not overreacting though. <laughs> no really normal reaction yeah it is a normal reaction because like i felt bad for like i wanted to you know me he's broken i want to fix him um (laughs) sort of thing but no her reaction was totally normal (laughs) totally normal totally normal reaction to have when you find out that the person and again she didn't ask the questions he had to know at some point that it was gonna come up but whatever okay (laughs) yeah she goes through his stuff and he's like, she, he's like, you went through my stuff. And she's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what he chooses to be like upset about. Yeah. You're like, wait, you violated my privacy, dude. You're a completely different person than who you say you are. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, and the first moment that they mentioned like Edmund Carver, Lina, Lionel Salt's um, grandson, I was thinking, it's Vince. Has to be Vince. Nobody has no past for no reason. Mm-hmm. It has to be Vince. Yeah. I just want to know like way, way more about him. And it's told from Charlie's perspective for the most part. So we get lots of like Charlie's thoughts and things. And I just I want to know more about Vince. I know. And the worst part is though, too, is that like with the ending that it is, we may we may not know. Yeah, anything about him. Like I want what about his mom? At the very end, they dropped some information about his mother and how Lionel, it served his purposes for her to be a drug addict. And then when she died, it serves his purposes for her to be dead. Like, well, how did that serve his purposes? Like, did he make her into a drug addict? Yeah. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to know like, basically Vincent's side of the soul or Vincent's. I keep saying Vincent. I guess that is technically the same, but. Vince's yeah. whole side of the story because uh, I just you know and everything that he went through to become like a yeah. fully functioning person outside of his 
I don't, what are they called? I mean, like he's the shadow. So I don't know what the shadows refer to as like, what do they call the master? I don't know. That's not, I don't want to use the term master. I don't know. A human. Human. They're human. Right. They're human. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to know more about his past. Yeah. Very curious as how he became Vince, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of characters for a book this short. Mm-hmm. I really struggled to keep up with all of the names of who, like, all of, uh, oh gosh, what's their name? Charlie's friends. There was Barb, and there was Susie, and there was Doreen, and I was thinking, do we really need all of these people? It was, And then the names of all of the Glomists and the people on the Cabal, and I definitely thought age book. <laughs> I definitely thought that there was a character Bal- Balthazar, right? Balthazar, Balthazar, yeah. I thought he was going to be a bigger character. Same, like the way he, like the way he was introduced, it was like he was kind of you know like a mob boss sort of thing, and then he wasn't. I guess yeah. I don't. Yeah, definitely. And the side plot going on with Doreen and Adam and Charlie I was not a huge like fan of that I feel like some of that could have been like that part could have been changed there could have been less of that so Mm -hmm. that we could have had more world building and more explanation on things like it didn't necessarily even have to be that like it was Adam it could have just been because like that she found the oh what was it called the night of book night sings book yeah finds that book just from like somebody else it didn't have to be adam it could have just been like some random person or something you know um i that whole plot line i don't know it was interesting i'm struggling now to remember how it is related to any of the whole larger parts beyond her just getting night sings book but I will say there is a part in this story where she is uh, trying to meet up with Adam and she just breaks into his hotel room. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that part of the story. It was a nice little like mini climax because she breaks into his hotel room, uh, steals the book, almost gets caught. So she hides in the shower. He's going to take a shower. And so she's like, oh, no. This is not going to work. She texts Doreen and Doreen immediately calls him and is like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? And so he leaves. Like, it was a really good moment. And then she ruins Adam's life. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yes. <laughs> completely yeah. destroys it. I love. I mean, I there. I don't really feel like there is much. beyond just getting the book like yeah which is why i feel like that could have been really worked for yeah lionel salt he worked for him so i guess maybe that ties in a little bit i don't know it just feels like it took up a lot of real estate in the story and Mm -hmm. was not maybe that important yeah i I don't know adam was trash and so was doreen they both really sucked a lot and i hated them Mm mm-hmm um, especially Doreen, like she knew Adam was trash and she is blaming Charlie for finding bad information when she knew about Adam, when she knew that she was going to do that. That's not Charlie's fault. It's your fault for dating a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. Yep. She says something like, you really are the devil knowing all of our sins. And she's like, and then later on she spits at her and she tries to waffle on her part of the deal. Ugh. This yeah. is why you shouldn't stay connected with the people you went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, if I see people that I went to school with, I have one friend from high school that I still talk to. Mm-hmm. If I see anyone else, I am doing a pivot turn out of there. Throw yourself into the bushes. Yep. <laughs> Look down at my phone. Yeah, Doreen was such a shit. And then I also feel like this wasn't completely wrapped up about how, you know, Adam was brutally murdered in her apartment. Yeah. And, you know, she was brought in by the police and then Doreen freaks out at her. And then there's no follow up with the police after yeah. that. I felt like that I, they would have contacted her again, especially after Doreen's little outburst. And I'm sure Doreen said a bunch of stuff about yeah. her in her 
interview with the police i'm sure so yeah i just that was yeah yeah, i just feel like there was so much time dedicated to that there really didn't need to be yeah Um, and then he assaults her and then he dies yes i oh my god when he was beating her up i was so mad yeah side note i feel like if you were a thief you might take some self-defense classes yeah i know i thought so too i thought i was i was yeah yeah i had the same thought yeah you think she'd be better at this yeah i mean she's a really good thief yes right just like the self-protection thing i feel like uh lionel salt i pictured as uh the kfc guy oh that's good what's his name colonel sanders colonel Colonel sanders colonel sanders yeah so lionel salt in my mind is colonel sanders (laughs) it's a nice elderly man in uh Massachusetts wearing a seersucker suit and <laughs> he's your being terrible <laughs> yeah he is your very typical privileged old white rich man villain yeah that we've got going on um although again I have this note I feel like capitalism is the real issue here <laughs> some sort of like it always know. is. It's the people always. with magic have more power than the people who don't have magic. I mean, she makes a comment that sounds very anti-capitalist in like the first or second chapter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He um was terrible. I hated him. I feel like this is what happens when no one ever tells you no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just terrible. Oh. But I do like that he has not come out of his like emos, what I'm assuming is some emo stage, because his password was abandoned all hope. <laughs> what? <laughs> I swear that is like what some 13-year-old with, you know, that dyed black hair on their MySpace page would have as their quote or something. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> it is. It's so dramatic. It, it is, is so dramatic. dramatic. It is it is pretty dramatic. It it is a literary reference. Yes. I, but it is very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, so your standard like uh psychopathic grandpa mm-hmm. uh poisoning people, murdering them for his weird magic science experiments, mm-hmm. including his own grandson, do very much love that charlie gets to exact some revenge so that's nice i love how she traps him in his own words that whole safe thing yeah you know that was like so the last 50 pages of this book were wild but that was definitely one of my favorite parts Mm -hmm. yes I, I agree. She was so smart there. Although I did very much get a, like, a, have you seen the movie Clue or, you know, the game Clue? Yes. Yeah. I definitely got that vibe from it because they're all accusing each other of everything else. Yeah. And then there's like, someone has a knife and they're stabbing. The other person has a gun. It's just yeah. like. Well, I was thinking of, you know, the meme with all of the Spider-Mans pointing at each oh, other. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Yes. That's what came to my mind. I, so the first, the last 50 pages of this book were nuts, but my favorite parts, one, when Charlie breaks into the safe, she is, and this comes back so smart. Mm-hmm. Again, she know, like she's riddled it out, right? So she knows, okay, I'm going to steal, like the book is in his safe. She knows that he, um, it's just using the lie because it's a lie that the lever noctum is missing. So the book has been in his safe this whole time and he's been lying about it to keep the Hierophant who's their like uh, blight hunter basically for the cabal, which is the magic group that governs all of the magic people um, to keep the Hierophant under his thumb, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, he's had it this whole time. So obviously he's been lying and he's been doing it for this purpose. And so not only does she steal it, but she replaces it with Night Singh's book, mm-hmm. which has got information that will throw him, like, reveal how terrible he is in it. 
And so like she makes this great entrance to his little like shindig where he's, I don't know, giving a speech about how honored he is to be part of the cabal and whatever. And basically it's like, hmm, yup, I'm here. I found the book, you sucker, which she shouldn't have been able to um, because he's super duper. I found the book. And by the way, you also killed Night Singh. And people are like, huh, mm, what? <laughs> yes, it's so good. So mm -hmm. then he's like, let's continue this conversation in private. And they go to his library and he's, she's like, look, I can break into your safe again. And he's like, try it. And he sets off the alarm. And so it looks like, oh, she didn't really break into it. She can't do this. She had the lever knocked him all along. This girl's a liar. She's like, fine, open your own safe. So he does. And bah, 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 there's Night Sing's journal. I know. And then he goes, she placed it there. It's like, which is it? Can I break into your safe or can I not? Yeah. Oh, loved it. She's so, oh. so, so, so that was good. So good. Yes. I also love that she used the time between breaking into his vault um, and talking with Red, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but she sews her shadow to Posey. Mm hmm giving Posey everything that she wants, which whatever, but she shows her shadow to Posey so that she doesn't have a shadow because you can't possess a person mm -hmm. who doesn't have a shadow. And so he Lionel tries to do that to make her say like to uh, lie basically to everybody. And she does like, she pulls back from her old tricks that she learned from Rand where she uses a super D voice and rolls her head in the back of her eyes in the back of her head. And she's like, I'm drunk. I'm a liar. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She calls him out yeah oh i wasn't really trying to possess her i was trying to get her to confess mm -hmm. yeah right liar liar mm -hmm. and let's talk about the hierophant really quick because um this guy sounded terrifying based on what the book like a guy with no sh with no hands is just a shadow it's mm -hmm. slowly decaying um so when Charlie is doing like all of the reveal the revealing of his secrets, basically she's like, look, dude, I'm sorry. Um, we find out that Vince has actually been read this whole time that Lionel actually did kill Edmund slash Remy, his grandson. And when he was dying, he Remy dumped all of his blood into red basically so that he could become a real boy. <laughs> and so she tells the Hierophant, like, look, dude, I'm sorry. There's no spell that's going to make you human. Uh, you've been lied to. And then Lionel, for reasons that I don't fully understand, shoots the poor guy, Stephen, who's been stitched to the Hierophant. This has been stitched to Cleophes, which was briefly mentioned one time randomly in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen's body like shrivels up and dies and Cleophes is like I'm free I had this image in my mind of like the genie being set free <laughs> in Aladdin right like I can I can do what I want and that is kill everybody <laughs> like oh. did you not see the, the problem with this plan when you shot him oh yeah it was wild. And so we find out that the Hierophant, Cleophes, has been killing, he killed Adam, he killed Night Sing, he killed Paul Echo, the random guy in the, the alley. Because mm -hmm. um, he's trying to get the book so he can become real. We have this blockbuster moment with Vince and Cleophes, where they're fighting. And he's trying to get him closer to the fireplace. And Charlie realizes what he's going to do. So she puts on her onyx ring and she makes a dive for Vince to keep him from throwing himself into the fireplace and sacrificing himself along with Cleophes. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really good moment. It is. It was like, a, a, like as a climax for a book goes, it was a pretty good climax. I agree. Yes, I agree. I was I was very worried about Vince. I was yeah. concerned. Yeah. When he was fighting with uh Cleophis. Or Steven. Whatever. Which is a super <laughs> like average name next to Cleophis. 
<laughs> we're Steven. We have this really great moment between um, Charlie and Lionel in his library. Boy, it does sound a lot like Clue, doesn't it? Where she, yeah. they're like fighting and he's got a gun on her and she knocks it out of his hand and he swings a poker at her and she fights him off with a dustpan and she cuts a shadow off of him and she's like, I hate you, but I, I bet your shadow hates you more or something. And then he's mysteriously stabbed 30 something times with a letter opener. Yeah. By Adeline. I don't know. I want to know more. Like, I hate her, but I need to know more about her. I do too. Like, I don't understand. She's clear. She's bad, but. Yes. I don't know. Is she bad? Because she's actually bad. Is she bad because she's the product product of circumstances? Because Vince is the product of circumstances. and He's not really bad, but. She was, I don't want to say abuse. I guess she was kind of like abusive to Red, you yeah. know, always making him do things and, or to Remy too, I guess, pressuring him yeah. into doing like pressuring him to have his shadow do terrible things. It was just, yeah. <sighs> I don't know, but I still want to know more about her. Vince is still a blight. Like he saves the day, but he's still a blight, and the people on the cabal are don't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. So they capture him, take him to a tower. These people are very dramatic. And Charlie goes to the place to to speak with Vince mm -hmm. uh, because like she loves him and doesn't want him to be destroyed i guess or whatever and she finds out that um they're planning to stitch vince's shadow or blight vince who is a blight to adeline as like a punishment mm -hmm. and make her the new hierophant which means she'll have to hunt other blights which would be a terrible job for daddy's little rich girl with her Chanel bag. Mm-hmm. Money, and please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Charlie's not cool with that plan because Adeline sucks. And also she doesn't want Vince stitched to her because she loves him and wants to be with him. And so at the end, she does this word vomit thing where she proudly confesses all of her sins, all of the terrible things that she has done to the people on the cabal to get them to tether Vince's shadow to her. Um, and they agree to, they let Adeline go. They tether, they tether Vince to her, which he's not happy about, um, because they don't know what's going to happen to him when they do that. Um, but they do it. And so she gives the shadow her blood and I'm wondering on a scale of zero to 10, how much she regrets doing that when she gets to the van and he materializes as the shadow of red and red's like, I don't know you. And she's mm -hmm. like, I'm your girlfriend. And he's like, nah, I would know that if you were. So that ending caused some, I looked up reviews and everything on it that people weren't thrilled with that ending. Really? Um yeah, I don't know if you ever had any, like, so some of the reviews were like, oh, the ending wasn't, like, wrapped up or, like, you know, like, got the wanted more from the ending. It just, you know, so, whatever. At the time that they wrote their reviews, it could have been, maybe not been announced that it was going to be a duology anyway. Oh. I don't know. There might have been more books, but might be more books than two. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so... I guess they thought that, but I didn't know it was going to be another book. And I was like, I'm fine with this ending. This isn't that, you know, I was like, I have faith that Charlie will steal his heart because that was a cute line. She was like, oh, yeah. I can, you know, steal his heart or whatever. I rescued from you from a tower. I can get your heart back to or something. Yeah. 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 So I didn't mind as much. Also, probably because I don't know if I want to read a book about like, or like, any extended thing about her trying to get his memories back or trying to get him to fall in love with her again yeah like i don't i don't i didn't know that it was that there was going to be another book and i also felt okay with the way this one ended yeah like it's not a happily ever after or even a happy for now but i oh charlie's just too persistent to uh 
not get the things that she wants in this situation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have faith in her, so I don't need to see it happen. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the next book won't. There's been no, like, the title has been released, but there's no bit like nothing about what the book is about. So, I don't know if it's a continuation of their story or if it's going to be something else. I wonder if the job of the Hierophant is a paid job. Because Charlie's going to have to start hunting blights and it's going to be dangerous. And what's going to happen with Adeline? Because being the Hierophant was supposed to be part of the punishment for her. And if she's not being punished, I want her to be punished. She's a bad person. Mm -hmm. With a lot of money now. So all of the ability to continue being a bad person. Yes, she could be the next bad guy in the next book. This is not related, but mm-hmm. they do use ketamine to uh, uh, dose people so that they can do terrible life-ending experiments on them in this story. Um, have you seen any of the stuff about like dosing people with major depressive disorder and suicidal ideation with ketamine? I have not. I believe they were experimenting with like LSD for a while. Yes. I haven't seen anything on ketamine. I didn't know they were doing that. Yeah, there's a medication. Um, the uh, the generic name is esketamine. Um, it's called like Spravato. Uh, or it's a nasal spray called Spravato for treatment-resistant depression. Mm-hmm. So it's a more potent form of ketamine um, that's described or prescribed at lower doses. Hmm. And they can still function in yeah. day-to-day life. Yeah. I mean, there are side effects. High. Okay. Yeah. No, there are side effects, but like literally every medication has side effects. Um, but it's supposed to help with people who have like the really severe and terrible, um, symptoms of depression like suicidal ideation and things like that there's also you can do like an intramuscular injection of ketamine and an iv drip um for people with it but um i like i like that they're doing that i think there should be more research into drugs yeah Well, even like, um, I feel like I've seen some things about microdosing psilocybin as well, mushrooms. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the benefits of that one, but. Yeah, there's, they now have methadone to help with, with withdrawals, mm-hmm. right? That's neat. Yeah. Um, like you said, the, uh, the ketamine, the mushrooms, I, um, there, I read this article about something that they're also using for alcohol. There isn't, um, you took it before you drank, so you wouldn't feel like you had to keep drinking, right? Mm-hmm. Like you'd be fine. It was something I wish I could remember what that was. It was an NPR article, anyway. Yeah, it was a while ago that I read that, but that's cool. Like, we got all this stuff coming out. Like, yeah, you know, I research it more. All righty. Well, um, that wraps up the, uh, uh, the Book of Night by Holly Black. Next time, we'll be discussing The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. Uh, we thank you for listening, and we hope you join us next time. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.